0: If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-231-9279. That's 800-231-9279.
1: 800-231-9279. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today,
0: the game is... want to gamble gambling is a very serious business
3: is that clear
2: welcome to house of cards Dave boy shuttle with you here deep from the swamps of jersey we got a great show coming up for you When you talk about legends in the sports betting business, I think of our guest coming up. He spent 25 years with MGM and oversaw 13 sports books in Nevada, New Jersey, and Mississippi. He was also recently inducted into the Sports Betting Hall of Fame. Of course, I'm talking about Jay Rude. and coming up, I'll be talking with Jay about his career and also about his new role as Chief Risk Officer with an incredible business called Betworks. You're going to hear a lot about Betworks because they're doing amazing things with Elite Sportsbook, The Score, and Sports IQ. Jay Rude is coming up right after this, so stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards.
1: 217 Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from
2: More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of Morning Recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of Liquid Focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Morning Recovery is designed to be taken while drinking or up to an hour after your last drink. Dreamwell is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you're ready to fall asleep. And Liquid Focus is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you have to lock in and get stuff done. Supercharge your productivity at home or work with the Life Hack Pack for more labs. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you. Sports betting is brand new to a lot of people in this country, but our next guest has been an innovator in the sports betting field for many years. Jay Rood spent 25 years at MGM and is a member of the Sports Betting Hall of Fame, and now he's bringing his expertise to an incredible company called Betworks. We're going to hear all about this company from the Hall of Famer himself, Jay Rood, because Jay's on the phone with us right now. Jay, thanks for coming on. Bet,
4: anytime. It's uh, good to be here.
2: You know, as I said, you've worked in the sports business a long time. You've oversaw sports books in Nevada, New Jersey, Mississippi. I mean, you've pretty much seen it all. In your years of working in the sports betting industry, has this business ever faced a challenge like it has over the last couple of months with regard to the pandemic?
1: Uh,
4: you know, I mean, uh, it's uh, it seems like it's been a, a challenge to try and bring sports betting to the people that really wanted to bet it for years. You know, we've, you know, I, I was, you know, of the camp that thought that the sports betting might not ever get, uh, uh, uh repealed the path through PASPA and, and brought out of, uh, just the, the Island that it was sitting on out here in Nevada. Um, but no, I mean, this is a very, very challenging time, not only uh, obviously for sports betting, but, um, for, you know, everything that's involved, but, you know, we've, we've been pretty creative. Uh, there's been some opportunities, uh, I've never booked so much ping pong in my life as I have <laughs> in the last, uh, four, four, uh, four months. And, uh, um, you know, much more familiar with, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Asian baseball than I uh, had been in the past, you know, we booked it here and there in certain scenarios. Uh, but, uh, you know, it really kind of carried the water for us here for two or three, four months. And, uh, you know, it's great that sports are back and, and we're doing, uh, you know, uh, kind of, uh, full steam ahead in, as much as we can in a in a pandemic era. I
2: have to tell you, I did really terrible at ping pong and darts, so I'm glad I don't have to keep doing that. Uh, but you kind of answered my next question. I mean, uh, have you been surprised with the growth of sports betting? I mean, 10 years ago, could you have imagined the growth of this industry?
4: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when I was sitting at my days at MGM, um, you know, for uh, – basically 10 straight years um or actually 11 straight years that i was uh, uh you know over overseeing took over the uh, top position over the operations and you know during that time my focus was developing the company's ability to be positioned to be able to expand into sports betting on the if right you know i was betting on the on on the if, if things were to break loose. And, you know, we invested quite a bit of money in technology. We invested quite a bit of money in, in uh, understanding our infrastructure and what we would do if we were, had the opportunity as a company back then. So, but the whole time still focusing on our core business in Nevada, and it was growing um, by double digits year after year. And even when I took, you know, I took over as the top position there in 2007, right in the middle of the you know, the uh, uh, depression, the recession that we had, the Great Recession, and um, everybody kept, you know, talking to me, and I said, I don't know if sports betting is an economic indicator or whether we're coming out of this or not, but, you know, we're growing by, you know, 12%, 14% year over year, you know, 2008, 2009. You know, it was was bizarre how um, the sports industry was so strong and, and the desire for people to engage in that acti- activity was so strong when many other things around them were really really having uh, a difficult time maintaining steam and um you know right up to the point where I departed and came to Betworks um a year ago last May you know we, we were still experiencing the same growth phenomena in Nevada from that standpoint and in my first year with Betworks it's just amazing how uh, how much uh, activity this is really, you know, drawn. It just shows how much pent-up demand there was to engage in this activity, right? I mean, it's a yeah. great recreational activity. Um, you know, I know a lot of people look at it from a lens of it's one of the, you know, sins. Um, but, you know, it, it's been brought out into the light, which is where it should be. Um, now people are starting to understand the, the real numbers behind sports betting as well. You know, I mean, there was a lot of misconceptions about how it works and how um, how much money is actually bit into it. You know, when they look at somebody, uh, you know, an average Joe c- can generate a handle, a monthly handle that looks significant. You know, you know, f- maybe ten thousand. But you know, if you look at it, that's the guy that's betting maybe three hundred dollars a game. You know, four or five, six times a week. Yeah. You know, if he generates enough turnover, which you know, a lot of guys do because we operate on such a small margin. You know, I mean, I don't think most people probably don't realize that a sports book's margin is less than your average grocery store. Mm. You know, we're we're we operate on a very thin profit margin.
2: My first exposure to sports betting when, was when I was a kid in Jersey watching the NFL today with Jimmy the Greek when he was on, and then I'm not surprised that the media has fully embraced sports betting. But are you a little surprised that the professional leagues have seemed to come around and started making deals with sports betting companies?
4: Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. Because I I saw the the whole life cycle of it being, mm-hmm. you know, just bitter bitter adversaries to, uh, the sports betting industry. Um, you know, Senator, the late Senator McCain, you know, one of his, one of his big uh, focuses years and years ago was trying to eliminate all wagering activity associated with NCAA sports. And, um, you know, it, it, it got so close that we thought we were going to get it, um, taken away in Nevada, not only just like prohibiting it anywhere in the United States, but they were actually going to repeal it and, not allow us to do it, you know, any NCAA sports wagering in Nevada as well. Um, Luckily, you know, cooler heads prevailed, and um, they understood that, you know, if you don't have someone watching this and monitoring this and engaging in it, um, that is obligated under some regulations and some legal standards, who is going to? And where that's going to go, you know, uh, offshore, that's going to go into the, the black markets, it's, And none of those individuals that engage in those businesses in those jurisdictions are going to give any cooperation or any indication to any authorities to maybe some sort of suspicious activity that will be going on. But, uh, you know, the the Nevada operators reported to the Nevada regulators, and we were actually the ones that uncovered the, the ASU point shaving scandal, you know, 10, 15 years ago. It was you know, a Nevada operator that called the gaming regulators and said, you know, we're seeing an awful lot of activity here with ASU students betting on uh, Washington State University in this game. Um, we might want to take a look at this. Now, that's not going to happen in any other environment except for where you have it regulated and and, and uh, legal in every state.
2: Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. The weather is getting nicer here in Jersey, so grab your tablet and your cell and bring Party Poker with you. Why go to Atlantic City or Pennsylvania? Pay for gas, pay for parking, fight the crowds. You can play the same games online anywhere in the Garden State. If you're 21 and in New Jersey, go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up using promo code EXIT7A. You'll even get a first deposit match up to $1,000. Start playing and start winning some cash. Use promo code EXIT7A for great online poker action plus some bonus money with Party Poker at nj.partypoker.com. You're listening to House of Cards. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. On. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're on. <laughs> Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weisshottel with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Sports Betting Hall of Famer Jay Rood, Chief Risk Officer for BetWorks. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. One of the things that the growth of the sports industry is doing is it's creating jobs that many young people are interested in. I know that some colleges and universities are actually starting to offer classes dealing with the sports betting industry and the business of sports betting, and because that's a big interest for young people to work in that field. How did you get started in the sports betting industry?
4: Uh, um, Yeah, I mean, I uh, was a uh, a student at New Mexico State University and was very interested. I grew up around the ponies. Um, you know, I went to the track a lot with my mother in my early childhood. Um, so I always sort of gravitated towards games of chance, played an awful lot of poker when I was in college, like a lot of, a lot of kids, uh, did. Um, but yeah, I, I ran the pools in the school and I, I, I went to Vegas when uh, I was a freshman in college and just fell in love with the whole atmosphere and knew that, you know, I wanted to get my degree and work towards um, you know, something in the gaming industry. I didn't know exactly I w- you know if I wanted to end up in, in racing sports permanently, but so I I'm I just I'm one of the guys has the story of the bus boy that goes to the top. You know, I started <laughs> as a, a ticket rider at Caesars in Lake Tahoe. Um, worked a season there, moved with that crew to uh, MGM, was a ticket rider there, worked six years as a ticket rider and Mo- you know, just kept moving up. I experienced every level there was within the uh, the industry. And, uh, you know, you, you, I guess if you stick around long enough, they got to do something with you. And um, rose to be the, the VP of operations. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to be overseeing it when, you know, PASPA was repealed and there was opportunity for expansion, which was an exciting time. You know, being uh, one of the operators to take the first, you know, first casino Sports Casino Bet in New Jersey, taking the, the first bet at all in Mississippi. Um, and, you know, it proved to be a real education um, for a kid from New Mexico. It's been a, lo- a really wild ride and a lot of fun. And uh, But, yeah, as you say, there are an awful lot of jobs that are coming through because, you know, I'm sort of still an old-school guy. I'm sort of in the middle, right? There's, there's some great, you know, old-school guys, Jimmy Vaccaro, uh, Vic Salerno, who was just introduct- inducted into the hall of fame with me, Art Terrace. you know those guys are all legends in the business, and you know a lot of them operated on, on you know we didn't have the the rich data that we do now years ago, you know, and I lived in part of that world as well, and you know it was you book to faces, you book to your gut, you book to you know you had your own personal power numbers, I mean everything, that's what made sports wagering, you know, you hear the term. "Quote unquote runners," because guys would have to go from operation to operation to check out the different numbers, because everybody had a very significantly different philosophy. Which, in this day and age, unfortunately, is is losing some of that uh, appeal, um, because uh, the numbers and the data sort of push everyone sort of to the same convergence of a number. Um, but you can still see some personalities and some difference in philosophy. Um, if you watch halftime numbers a little bit more because uh, the halftime is where everyone is creating their own unique uh, liability based on the conditions that existed in pre-match. So there are some opportunities for significantly different, not, not greatly, but little bits. you know, in our business now a point or, or half a point can be very significant depending mm-hmm. on the conditions. But um, yeah, as you point out, I think Princeton is offering a class. Obviously, UNLV has been engaged in gaming classes for years and years and years. But, yeah, more of your traditional schools are offering that, but also analytics, right? Data analytics yep. is, is the big area where I think there's going to be an explosion in, in uh, the, the sports betting industry.
2: Well, as you said and, and as I said in the introduction, you've been elected to the Sports Betting Hall of Fame, and all of us here at the radio show congratulate you. It's certainly well-deserved. What does this induction mean for you?
4: You know, um, I kind of felt like Sally Fields, you know, I was up there, I was like, wow, you know, you go through (laughs) um, this, this career industry, whatever. And I still, you know, I, I feel like a a young guy compared to some of the guys that I just mentioned. And, uh, you know, but when I step back and look at it, I was like, yeah, I mean, I ran MGM for a better part of uh, almost 12 years. And, you know, when you think about it, that was the largest uh, U.S betting operator for much of that time we easily took um most more more action than anyone else on large fights and, and other things like that so I was like you know I guess I did have a little bit of an influence and it was just nice to be recognized great to be in the company of you know guys like Vic Salerno I think the world of him he's a great individual that he you know uh was with uh, he created his own company Leroy's and and was part of William Hill and now he's got another company but um it, it's just uh you know, and and being a representative from the state of Nevada, which we took such a beating over the years, you know, trying to keep the fight up and educate, like you said, the the, the NFLs and the NBA's and, and MLB uh, leagues of the world. You know, it was really interesting to see how their positions have changed over the years. And you know, when I was uh, with MGM, you know, they would start to come to us to, you know, not not me specifically in racing sports, but us as a company to partner with them. Um, from, you know, mostly a media and PR and engagement standpoint rather than a a pure sports betting standpoint. And, um, you know, they knew, they saw, you know, when you looked at the budget, too, back in the day for the NFL, how much money they spent to fight legislation uh, for uh, sports betting was amazing. And it literally, like three or four years ago, it just completely dried up. They quit spending money on it because I think they knew that, um, you know, the, the tidal wave was coming and they needed, they shifted gears and figured out how they can, how they can partner and be a part of it rather than to, uh, rather than trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube.
2: Well, I want to ask you about a new chapter in your career and that's with Betworks. First off, for people who don't know a lot about the company, what is Betworks?
4: So Betworks is a, a great little company that, uh, we, a group of guys, uh, you know, CEO, David Wang. Uh, started uh, back in like, April, the beginning of 2019. Um, you know, the groundwork was laid in 18. But it's a company, it's a B2B company that we have our own technology stack. So that means we have the equipment that we can come in and, and run a sports betting operations with, with the, the servers and all the software that we have. Um, we provide you, you know, soup to nuts uh, services if you want to be a sports book provider. So uh, like Elite in Iowa uh, is one of our, our clients. We came in. They had three really uh, excellent uh, casino properties there. And when Iowa passed sports betting, they, they looked for someone to come in and, and help them run their own brand rather than uh, outsourcing their, their, uh, their license to a William Hill or a DraftKings or something like that. They brought us in because they wanted to build their own strong – they had a really strong regional brand in Elite – so they wanted to build an elite sports book. So we come in and work with their front end uh, facing individuals of their company, you know, and develop their elite brand, which they market to their customer base. But all the, um, the real technical stuff, the, 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 the technology and the trading services, which is run by uh, myself and my team here in Las Vegas, we handle all the, the, the betting nuances that, you know, they don't have any experience with for them. And, uh, you know, the whole time we're engaged with them, they, we understand their risk profile, you know, what their customer demographic is that they want to go after, For the whole nine yards, we custom build a, a sports book form and it, we, you know, we've done the same thing with Scorebet in New Jersey, which obviously they they didn't have a casino they were a, a media company, you know, the first media company to realize that, you know, this is a, a great spot for a, a media company to come in and. And leverage their their uh, their base from their media app, which was you know just gigantic, second to only ESPN in North America as far as a, a sports app, and um, it, get the uh, their the crossover on that, which they've done brilliantly with the the, the two apps because they embedded some of the betting uh, information and app into their media app, which then. If you're interested in it, it'll push you right into their betting app. And and they both work hand in hand beautifully. And um, the score bet, obviously, they went out and secured a license uh, to be able to come in and do uh, uh, mobile gaming in New Jersey with Monmouth Park, who, of course, you know, of course, Dennis Drazen, another Sports Betting Hall of Fame individual who, you know, was the one that really took the fight to repeal PASPA and get sports betting approved, um, you know, nationwide at this point. You know, he was trying for just Jersey, but it's expanded everywhere. and You know, the, um, I think you know the score really a company that, you know, had the the, the consciousness to understand that they had a, a big opportunity with their original company being a Canadian company, but they also, you know, laid the groundwork and the, put the time in and made sure that they did things in the, in a manner in which they weren't going to um, put themselves at a disadvantage when passed by repeal. Cause they could have gone the, maybe the, the the offshore route and sure. done some sort of partnership with somebody but but that would have that would have damaged their ability to come in and take advantage of the legal market as quickly as they did but the thing I love is that these two are these two brands want to build their own brand and 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 embrace this, this sports betting journey from start to finish rather than just sort of uh, not understand it exactly and and farm it out you know like maybe some Operators, which you know, I mean, I get if you're a if you're a one casino operation, it might not be worth you to uh, invest that kind of money. But uh, you know, a company like Betworks can come in and make it make you look like it's your brand and and handle everything for you. So I mean, we're really facilitating and helping people hold their hand along the way um, as they get a, a, a. An education and drink from a fire hose in the first couple of years on sports betting.
2: Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. In a market already crowded by a number of online options, PointsBet simply stands out. And if you still haven't signed up with PointsBet, now is the perfect time. So don't wait and sign up today. Awesome daily promos, odds boosters you won't find anywhere else, early payout promos, it's all at PointsBet.com. You can bet from anywhere in New Jersey using your mobile device. And don't forget to try your hand at Points Betting, where your potential winnings or losses from a bet aren't fixed, but variable right up until the end of the game. The more you're right, the more you win. And now PointsBet has a brand new offer for new customers. Just sign up using our promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E, and you'll receive four risk-free bets up to $1,000. This is the largest welcome offer in the sports betting marketplace, and we do encourage new players to take advantage. And make sure you use our promo code HOUSE to get this special sign-up offer. That's promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E. Bets you won't believe, moments you'll never forget. Must be 21 years or older, and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of September 7th, 2020. The revenue for the casinos on the Las Vegas Strip has fallen 39% from this time last year. The July Strip casinos took in just over $330 million in revenue, which is an indication for some that those casinos are struggling to attract customers. All of Nevada's casinos reported just over $756.5 million in revenue, a 26% decrease from July of 2019. According to reports, MGM Resorts International has laid off 18,000 workers in the United States. MGM stated that these workers will continue to receive their health care benefits through the month of September and could be hired back at a later time. These layoffs do not only affect MGM's Nevada properties, but properties in New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, Michigan, and Mississippi. And finally, a date has been set for the implosion of the Trump Plaza Casino in Atlantic City. The shuttered casino is set to go down on January 29th with Mayor Marty Small saying that this will be the end of the presence of Donald Trump in Atlantic City. The casino opened in May of 1984 and closed permanently under different ownership in 2014. Mayor Small stated he hopes to have the site completely clear of debris by Memorial Day 2021 any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation, send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOCRadio. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Where was the house? Where was the house of cards? Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Sports Betting Hall of Famer Jay Rude, Chief Risk Officer for Betworks. You know, I always find it fascinating to hear about the inner workings of a sports books and the things that has to be done behind the scenes to make it a great book. How are the services that Betworks provides a sports book different from what they can get from another company?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, um, one of the main differences, obviously, is uh, w- when you engage with us, you get a, a, a very experienced, um, i touting my horn here a little bit, uh, you, a very experienced American trading team, um, which has been, uh, I, you know, my director of trading, uh, Craig Sassimura, Uh he's been in Vegas for 25 years, he ran books uh, in the Bahamas, he's an um, extremely experienced individual, and so... You get a very American-focused uh, trading team, which if you engage with maybe a, a DraftKings or some other European company that were to come over here, they're still getting their footing on American wagering because the European uh, gambler and the, and the international, or punter, I should say, is much, much different than the American gambler. Um, the, uh, the the way a sportsbook operates outside the United States is is more lottery-ish. You know these people; uh, they tend to take um, what they call accumulators, which we call parlays here. They they bet those uh, at a higher, much higher frequency than the American gambler does. The American gambler concentrates his money on straight bets much more so than than the European uh, model. So, um, you know, that's a, an area where um, struggling with the the hold percentage. You know, we've always operated in a, a very tight. You know, theoretical four and a half percent hold, and you know, we've shot for five and a half or six percent. For the European operator, they have the luxury of of a of, whole percent somewhere in the twelve to fourteen percent, mainly because they don't offer handicaps, which uh, is point spread for a lot of people that don't know that. They operate in a world where they have a three way proposition, like in soccer, you can bet Liverpool or you can bet Man U or you can bet the tie. And in that three-way proposition, they have a whole percentage that's built in theoretically that's much much higher than what the American uh, hand, um, bookmaker deals with. And it's generally, you know, eight to eleven percent uh, in that range, depending on how they price it. So, um, you know, the advantage of, of having having betworks, you know, and we also help you from the very beginning. We help you navigate. What the compliance and licensing and regulated uh, r- regulations require for you to get up and running, we have a, a, a team uh, that that guides you through that. Um, we get we come in and we we train your staff um, like literally from the top uh, level individuals all the way down to you know as far as you want to go. All we we train everyone on the floor on a, a class that we call Sportsbook 101, and you know if any customer comes into contact with any. Uh, employee, they should be able to answer a question. So we, we put them through a class like that. Um, we engage on their behalf with the regulators in the state to train, you know, possibly uh, enforcement divisions, you know, because they have questions because this is the first time they've ever been through this. So, um, and then, you know, we have our, our customer service element that we we take that from start to finish for you and provide a, a customer service call center. And then, you know, obviously my team, we handle uh, all the the bookmaking liability we 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 custom build reports for them so it's 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 literally you know open the box and and away we go
2: you know i'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people are under the misconception that one sports book is like another but sports books are so unique in what they have to offer their customers and what they're allowed to offer according to state law how important is it to realize that the uniqueness of a sports book to in your initial evaluation of a sports book
4: yeah i mean so that's um you know like i've always said um you know players have a unique advantage in, uh, against sports books betters players in that so that they they have the ability to cherry pick right cherry pick the number off of the board of uh you know college basketball or football or whatever they want to bet they get to pick very selectively what they want to bet into a bookmaker obviously has a requirement to put up as many wagering op- opportunities as possible uh, to try and attract people to his to his uh, operation and obviously um, the focus isn't necessarily equal on all things right i'm not I'm, I'm not necessarily as focused on let's say the mountain west matchups in in college football as i am in the Big 10 or the SEC matchups in college football. So there are opportunities to, you know, maybe uh, find lines that are a little bit softer than others, mm-hmm. but there's also the same opportunity for a player to, you know, examine sports operators and make sure that, you know, they offer what you're looking for. Um, you know, it's not one size fits all for sure. Um it, it from anywhere from loyalty programs um, from bonusing uh, programs. And, and and just you know, from my standpoint, I, all of that's great and nice, but none of that's really in my purview. I, I, they always ask me, well, hey, what do you think about this bonus? Uh, hey, whatever gets them through the door, I'm happy to try. <laughs> but my main thing is build the wagering menu that's appealing to the customer. And we're actually, with our two clients, we're going to be rolling out um, something that uh, – I know not very many sports books want to uh, even try to attempt in-house, but we're engaging with a company called Sports IQ in the next month or so, and we're going to be putting out uh, in-play player propositions. So you'll be able to engage in the point total of a certain player as the game is going on. So, you know, there's a lot of props out there pre-match, but this is going to be, you know, LeBron James uh, total points and, you know, at the beginning of the game, it might be 24 and a half, but during the third quarter, you might be going over, you know, 46 and a half if he's having a, a huge game or, 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 you know, so it's going to be adjusting as it goes live. So live player uh, uh, props is going to be something that we're going to be uh, rolling out here very shortly. And I think that's going to be extremely unique to our two clients, the score bet in New Jersey and uh, elite in Iowa and Colorado score is coming to Colorado as well. So that's something that, uh, you know, people can look at, and it's it's a crossover thing too because there's a ton of people engaged in, in fantasy and daily fantasy, and if you have one player to finish off your team, it's an opportunity to maybe hedge against uh, what you need to happen for your daily fantasy team to be successful, or it's an opportunity to create a middle where you can bet opposite of that and and maximize your profitability. So. It you know, it's just, we're just scratching the surface when it comes to the wagering offerings that we're going to be able to to put out there.
2: Well, I you, mean, I, during this
4: pandemic, I was searching for stuff and I was like, let's, uh, you know, I wanted to try and tie stuff to the stock market and a whole bunch of different other metrics. But, um, you know, everyone's like, slow down. We're just, <laughs> you know, let's, let's, let's not push the regulators into a, an uncomfortable space just yet.
2: Well, you predicted my next question. I want you to talk a little bit about the technology that goes into creating a sports book. I knew you just mentioned in play betting, which is very popular prop bets and boosters. And even some of these mobile sports books are streaming sports. How challenging is it for modern sports books to implement this type of technology?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's a, so one of the biggest impediments that we're going to have right now um, into the, the real explosion of what everyone thinks is already easily capable of being done which te- technically we can accommodate uh, betting on the next pitch is going to be a strike or a ball um, or the next play is going to be run or pass. So, you know technically we have that capability it's it's a it's a pretty simple straightforward wagering uh, bet that we have a capability within our system to do it, Um, you know, and we have uh, partners, data provider partners that can, you know, price that up, you know, much of that is historical data that you would take and and have a historical price base model. And then you would tweak it based on conditions in the game where they are, what they're doing. Um, But the problem that we are going to have is it's a pretty poor user experience um, when you speak about, Um, watching it on broadcast television uh, because of the latency that is built into uh, our American broadcast television. Um, When you're looking at a play, you know, on a Monday night football game with the Steelers and the Ravens, um, when the Ravens are in the huddle on the television and you see them calling their play, the reality of it is, is that play is either a already being executed or done and the players have been tackled and they're just getting up off the ground while they're still in the huddle. You know, the latency is like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so we would be getting the information um, from, from uh, unadulterated feeds that come through some data providers and which, and and then the, the market would be closed because that play is running. But the average person that's watching it has no idea. So you would have to almost be betting a play ahead blindly. So it creates a pretty tough environment to try and put a a great user experience to it. So I think the next step in this is obviously the wagering technology marries into the streaming technology of bringing, um, you know, it might not be through broadcast television anymore. It might be right through the platform where you bring that streaming into the platform and you engage in this play by play or, series by series wagering activity through the platform in which you're betting. So you would be engaging through score bet or you'd be engaging through elite bet and they would be bringing that streaming um, uh, rights, which is probably where some of the leagues are going to engage and gain revenue off of this sports betting model because they'll sell those rights to individuals to be able to push that to content where you have almost zero latency. So you will be able to engage in that sort of thing. But that's going to be – that creates a whole other battle because now you're circumventing broadcast television and yada, yada,
2: yada. Well, I'm curious about the relationship between retail sportsbooks and online sportsbooks. I mean, every time I'm in Atlantic City, the book usually has people going out and trying to get everyone to sign up for their app. So there's a symbiotic relationship between the online and retail. However, a state like Tennessee, which is going to launch online sportsbooks only without any retail books – is there a particular challenge to working with a sports book who has both a retail and an online component? Or again, is every book unique with unique challenges?
4: Yeah. I mean, um, I'm a strong believer of retail um, will always have its place. You know, everyone's like, Oh, just, you know, sports betting is going to eventually get to be where it's just, you know, mobile, mobile, mobile. And um, I, I, you know, coming from the world that I came from running some of the largest, uh, you know, st- 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 casinos with uh, retail um, sports betting and just gigantic rooms. You know, my office was at the Mirage, which was a, a groundbreaking uh, kind of casino in, in, in its day. But people enjoy that environment. That's why people go to games. People enjoy that camaraderie. People enjoy the, the energy that sitting in a, in a sports book, you know, watching, you know, especially during March Madness, watching six or seven games at the same time, or Sunday morning watching, you know, 10 NFL games at the same time. People love that sensory overload, and you're only going to get that in that kind of environment. So that I think that's going to continue to be something that is uh, needs to be offered. Um, And again, another company like Betworks, who is uniquely an American-focused company, I think understands that a little bit better than, Maybe a company that you engage with that is traditionally a European company because European companies, you know, they have what they call little bet shops, which are, you know, barely the size of uh, of my kitchen, uh, and has uh, three or four windows and uh, and about four TVs, and that's it. You know, you come in, you get a bet, and then you hop over to the pub next door and you watch your action there, um, or, or you or you jump on the on the tube and head home, but. Uh, I think people will will seek out the, that ability to have that camaraderie and that, that experience still, um, but also you know I think you know where things are really you know where your your volume is going to occur is going to be online. I mean, so you, you might not have the betting through the windows in those environments, but I still think if you're a, if you're like an elite uh, company you know elite gaming and you have properties, um, you're going to want to leverage that ability and have areas on your property that will have, you know, quote unquote, a, a sports book. It might not be what it looks like in Vegas. It might be more of a, you know, like elite has draft day lounges, which they've turned into their sports books, which are great places to go get something to eat, drink. Uh, they got TVs plastered everywhere. It's a, it's a great uh, uh, environment to, to watch games and sit for, you know, four or five hours and, and, you know, you maybe you don't get up and go to the window. Maybe you do it over your phone, but I think you still want that environment. So the phone will still attract more of the activity, wagering wise. But uh, both of them, I think, have to work hand in hand for operators that have that uh, uh, have that product. And then they also operators that have a, a land based product have a little bit of a, a loyalty angle to it that um, you know the pure online uh, operators don't because they can offer uh, loyalty experiences like coming to the book and having you know the king and queen chair up front in front of the tv and you know get you know pampered or they have you know hotel packages you know all kinds of stuff you know so you know that's that's what's going to separate certain operators from others is you know what they're able to offer their their clientele as far as experiences rather than just straight cash into their account which i mean cash is king that's always good but you know, if you've got the ability to offer a unique experience that your other operator can't, then I think that gives you a little bit of an advantage.
2: Stick around, we'll be right back with more House of Cards. Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of Morning Recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of Liquid Focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Morning recovery is designed to be taken while drinking or up to an hour after your last drink. DreamWell is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you're ready to fall asleep. And Liquid Focus is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you have to lock in and get stuff done. Supercharge your productivity at home or work with the Life Hack Pack for More Labs. You're listening to the House of Cards.
4: Well, don't take it too hard. I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, too. Stupid! What do you?
2: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Shuttle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Sports Betting Hall of Famer Jay Rude, Chief Risk Officer for Betworks. Betworks is certainly making deals with a lot of companies and doing incredible work in the sports betting industry. What are Betworks plans for the coming year? Well,
4: yeah. Um, I mean, it's been, uh, even though we've been, you know, kind of pa- pandemic up, yeah. um, you know, we've been working from home, which was, that was a unique experience. Um, trading from home because you know our office sort of shut down here a little bit and so I got all my guys you know really high powered laptops and a couple of huge monitors and we got them hooked up uh, at at their home and we've been operating uh, from home quite a bit we just moved into a new office where we've got everything up and going but you know it's been full steam ahead like I said we've moved into Colorado with elite gaming already next week we're going to be opening Sporebet in Colorado um, and, and both the you know these uh, clients have their eyes on other jurisdictions as well I know Illinois is of extreme uh, interest to both of them uh, Indiana the score is looking to go into Indiana um, uh, hopefully before uh, football starts we're we're on track for that so um, and, you know and the score did a great deal with uh, um, in gaming to, to get market access in, in nine different jurisdictions so they're you know they're just starting out, and and Dan Keel at Elite, you know he's he's looking to uh, you know become a very dominant player in the Midwest and all over with his Elite Gaming brand. Which, um, you know, I, they're they're off to a great start. So we're gonna we're gonna remain very busy. Um, we're always looking at the states that are uh, going live, um, going through their going through their uh, regulations, going through uh, you know we haven't talked about prohibited bets, which is um, unique to each jurisdiction, there's certain bets that you can and can't take based on, um, uh, what the state law, uh, asks them to do. And, you know, that's a thing that we've built too, uh, in, in the BetWorks platform is we have a, a console that allows us to turn bets on and off per jurisdiction, per operator, uh, and that gives a, a quite a bit of security for, um, compliance to the regulations and, uh, So we're always scouring that and looking. We're just, it's full steam ahead. Um, I know uh, uh, our business development uh, guy, uh, Brody, is always looking for business. He's out there, he's (laughs) the best in the business, talking everyone up. And, um, you know, we're just trying to uh, produce the kind of numbers that get people excited to to want to partner with BetWorks.
2: Where do you see the sports betting industry heading in the next year? I mean, will more states allow sports betting and will online books become more widespread throughout the countries? And and more importantly, will states allow customers to sign up remotely for sports books or will they continue to ask customers to finish registering at the retail book?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I I think, I think more and more states will uh, okay. uh, start to loosen it up. I mean, California is going to be a, a weird one. Um, there's an awful lot of infighting going on there as to who. Oh, Uh, Is going to be eligible to uh, uh, be part of the sports betting industry there, so that's going to be a a tough one to come, I think. But I think there's a lot of other states that are going to look at the success that a lot of these states are having. I mean, Colorado, right out of the box, uh, you know, they were almost, uh, I want to say, forty million in May, and when when we had basically zero sports to bet on, Um, and they've grown up to, I think, last. uh, The numbers I just saw were uh, 60 million in July. Um, So, and I think uh, a pretty strong handle for obviously August probably. Um, So, looking at those numbers, and and the reality of it is, it's from a state level. If you already have a gaming commission, it's a pretty light lift uh, from from that standpoint. You know, it's really more you know about licensing and investigating and, and. approving operators and all the vendors and everybody that come into the state. So that's on the front end, that's going to be the heavy lift. But yeah, I think, I think it's going to continue to expand. Um, I think um, the, the mobile gaming uh, registration has got to be the way to go, especially in the environment we're in now, the pandemic, you don't want to ha- have people um, doing uh, unnecessary interaction if they don't have to. And the, and the way the the, um, Technology and third-party vendors, and the way we're able to identify people with the, the bits of technology that we have now is is outstanding. So there, I, there's really no reason to have someone to have to you know trudge down to a counter and whip out their ID and and present it. It's just uh, it's it's fairly archaic, and um, you know you can I, I I can get online and in a matter of Fifteen minutes to get approved for you know whatever a, a twenty thousand dollar loan, and not have to talk to anyone, not have to do anything. The technology we have with the information that you provide is so good that yeah, it, it, it that's got to be the way it's going to go. And obviously, you know Iowa, I think I think there's some nuances of that you want to do with that. I mean the 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 people that have the gaming licenses in the existing states obviously want to increase foot traffic to their property if they can. And that's the main reason that there's a lot of people that say, oh, we need them to come down because they want ancillary uh, throw off of revenue from that activity. Um, But I think they would be happy to know the activity that they're missing out on if they don't do that. Because one, you're going to miss out on the opportunity of the guy that's going to engage with you because he wants to bet. But he either can't or won't go down to your establishment to sign up, so it's it's a it's a double-edged sword sort of there from that standpoint. But yeah, I think I think the move forward is going to be purely uh, remote registration.
2: Jay, we're running out of time, but is there a website people can go to to check out Betworks and who they're working with?
4: Yeah, you know our, our website. Actually, I think they're updating it. They keep asking me for a, a new beautiful picture, a high-resolution <laughs> picture, and I keep trying to give them like a. Um, Bigfoot picture where it's really grainy. But it's bet.works, and uh, it's uh, it, 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 it's it's a pretty a cool uh, little website. It'll tell you all about us, and our omni-channel services, um, our management team. And, uh, of course, you've got Scorebet, which is uh, – you can go and check out uh, what we're offering there and elitesportsbook.com, uh, um, and you can get on there and, and look at our lines, look at the offering that, that Betworks is giving Uh, right as dealing right now and um um you know sign up remotely you can sign up from anywhere right now for a score bet or either one of them you just have to you can't start engaging until you're in the proper jurisdiction
2: jay rude chief risk officer from Betworks. thanks so much for coming on and telling us what's going on the sports betting industry and again congratulations on being inducted to the sports betting hall of fame it's well deserved please come back on and keep us up to date on what you're up to
4: I'll be happy to. Thank you very much. And uh, everybody, have a great football season.
2: (laughs) And that's all the time we have this week for House of Cards. See you next week.